Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Right. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, 11. Chapter 1, 11. Genesis 1, 11. I want to talk to you a little bit. We've been on faith and we're getting ready to step in this. I want to talk to you a little bit about seed time and harvest today. Seed time and harvest. The, you know, the, 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 there's a law. Um, a lot of guys like to call it the law of Genesis. And that's seed time and harvest. That's the, that's the method of how God explained. Um, and God said in Genesis 1.11, I think one of the things you got to need to really kind of see in Genesis 1.11 is this. And, and God said, let the earth... Now, this is the Genesis method, okay? Is that okay? Okay, we like to call that, the, you know, I, a lot of guys will call it, um, um, just they'll, they'll paraphrase it like that because it's easier um, for you to understand it. And that, the, 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 uh, the law of Genesis or the Genesis method is seed time and harvest. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree yielding fruit after its kind. So here's what he says. Whatever you sow, it produces after itself. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth, it was so. And God said, see what he said? And God said, this is God speaking. He was speaking it forth. Let the earth bring forth grass. So your grass growing in your front yard was God's idea. God said, let it be. And then the seed, the herb yielding seed, the fruit tree, tree yielding fruit. So he said, in the grass, in the seed, in the herb, in the fruit was the seed so it could produce of itself on its own. And the earth brought forth grass, see it? Verse 12, an herb bearing yielding seed after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind and God saw that it was good. Does that make sense? So God said, okay, in the apple, I'm gonna put the apple seeds. In the seed, now you could produce the, it's like funny, right? Like, have you ever heard a thing? What came first, the chicken or the egg? Right? The chicken. Right? And the chicken produced eggs, and then eggs produced chickens, and chickens, see it? He gave you the apple, and then the apple was the seed, and then the seed produced. See, God gave you, God gave you, God gave you the, the perfect production, and then he said, within it is the key to multiply. He don't give you, he don't give you, he didn't give you the seed. He gave you the benefit of the seed. And then he wants you to learn how to take the seed and now benefit forever. Does that make sense? See, he gave you Jesus. And then Jesus was the seed. And in Jesus was all the promises. Now every promise you and I want is yes and amen. But he didn't give you just the seeds. He gave you the promise. See, he gives you the best first. So he gives you the fruit. He gives you the blessing. He gives you this. You know, and it's kind of funny because I think you kind of see this stuff. And now you got to look and um, 
you know, there's a method that God has given me and you to change the world we live in. Look at Genesis 8.20. Now, I'm going to show you this stuff, okay? Because look what God said to Noah after the flood because God explained what was going on after the earth curse was kind of being corrected. Does that make sense? That's why he annihilated mankind because they were evil. That's why he's never going to flood the earth again. And, and Noah, Noah, man, tells him about Noah. Noah, what's up with Noah? <laughs> the other day the kid showed up. Kid showed up and uh, he was parking my car somewhere or something. You know, his name was Noah. I laughed. I said, Noah, what are you doing? He looked at me. He didn't even know who he was. You know, I, I didn't, didn't want to get in a Bible lesson, but I was like, you're you greater than you think you are. And Noah offered burnt offerings on the altar of God. Mm. Look at this. Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast and every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled them and he liked it. God likes burning flesh. <laughs> <laughs> what cologne is that you got burning flesh i don't know and the lord said you know what i'm saying he, he it's a sacrifice he likes sacrifice that's why when people say about bringing god a gift it better cost you something god wants sacrifice god don't want like oh i got it at walmart no like you know just some trinket is what i'm saying you know what i mean there ain't nothing wrong with walmart but you get you know what i'm saying like god oh i i put no one you ever get a gift that somebody put intention in and you know, like, it was, didn't matter, it was priceless. Was the thing, the thing could have cost five bucks, but the intentionality was priceless. You finding out what I like? Come on, man. Right? Look what he said here. And the Lord said, I, now watch this. And the Lord said, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. That means he's not going to, what? Destroy it. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite anymore everything living, as I just did. Now watch this. Now this is a good offering scripture. While the earth remain, this thing we're living in right now, the globe, seed time and harvest, Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. So we're saying, so we're saying, look, you're saying what? You're saying day and night. Now, can you stop that? No. Cold and heat. Everybody in Florida said we could stop it. No, you can't stop it. You might not just have to deal with it, but you can't stop it from happening, right? What? Seed time and harvest forever remains in the earth. Did you pull that in? Oh, that's the God method right there. Did you get that? So what was the God method? The God method was this. The method God has chosen for this is plant it, and it will be the way as long as you get the seed in the ground because it has the production of itself. So this is what he did with the word. It's a, this law of Genesis is a fixed law just like gravity. In the word is the seed power potential to produce of that word 
in your life. You got to leave it in the garden in your heart long enough to grow to produce something, though. You see it? And the thing is, people don't realize that God now has not given you everything in its manifestation. He's given it to you and me in a seed form to create the manifestation of what we want to see. The only problem sometimes is you sometimes are looking for instant results on a seed that has just been planted. You can't, this is why you got to overplant early. You got to start planting seeds now that you ain't going to eat the fruit of for years later. Now, I'm going to tell you a quick story, right? Check this out. Oranges grow wild in Florida. You seen them yet? They're, they're places, right? Well, check this out. So one day I'm walking around my neighborhood and I walk, there's, I walk through this place and there's, 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 there's this tree and there ain't no way nobody's getting this tree. You understand what I'm saying? This tree ain't in somebody's yard. It's like you got to finagle your way in the bushes. I could see the oranges because the oranges were peeking out, you know? I said, man, there's an orange tree right there. And I walked in and there's oranges all over the ground. And there's big old, perfect, fat, round, juicy oranges standing there, man. And I go, man, ain't nobody picking this fruit. So this tree just goes into production, drops the fruit. You know, maybe animals are eating it or whatever because nobody's picking it. It's like, a, it's like a tree off the, they're all over the place in Florida, right? And then you got it, right? Boom. So I grabbed it the one time. I hate the joker, you know, man. Ain't nobody eating it. Ain't nobody's tree. I ain't eating all of them. They're there. You could go to that tree and you can pick fruit. And man, I think about, I thought about, they quickened me. I never thought of this thought a day in my life. That is exactly what you need to be doing as a Christian. You need to start developing fruit and having a bumper crop of fruit hanging off your tree because one day you need to go pick it. This plant has, pro- this tree has probably been producing fruit year after year after year after year after year falling to the ground and nobody picking it, right? Okay, you might sound like, well, that's bad. No, that's God. He has the seed in the earth producing a tree, producing the fruit. But now here's the deal. When I walk by it and I'm hungry and I want to pull it or whatever, somebody's eating it, kid walks by the day it fell because he can't reach up. You get the picture. You want to know what's good? That the oranges are hanging off the tree. Some of you look like a stick. A little baby stick in the ground, and now you want to go get fruit off that tree. You cannot get it. It has not been developed. That's why he got on the hypocritical fig tree and said, you should have fruit on you now. Why do you not? You cannot wait until you want to eat an orange to go plant one. You have to have the tree planted, and then you can walk about. And you know the cool stuff about this? Come eat some fruit off my tree. That's what you do. I'm planting, and then you're like, ooh, I need healing. I give you, I got some healing. I can give it to you. What do you mean you can give it to me? I can lay hands on you. I can teach you what the word of God says. I need a prosperity. Money don't grow on trees. It does in the kingdom. Prosperity, teach them principles of prosperity. Bless somebody. See, but you can't wait. Oh, I need that now. Too late. You got to get it in the dirt. So start working on spiritual cultivation so you have trees ready to go when you need to eat the fruit thereof. I'm telling you that's how it works. That's the method. That's the method God chose. Oh, man. That's a, and let me tell you something. That's a big thing for people because people say, well, I want to get it done the way I want to get it done. Well, God ain't in the business of doing what you want. He don't do it just because, oh, that's how you want it. Oh, that's how I'd like to do it. You know what I'm saying? Who in heaven? 
come on, man. God doesn't do it because, oh, I, I, that's how I would like to do it. I would like for you just to do it, God, because you should just do it. God's like, no, I'd like for you to pay attention and do it the way I told you to do it. Okay, praise God. Right? Seed time and harvest is God's method. The law of Genesis is God's fixed law. Everything produces after its kind. That's why a husband and wife get together, they have a baby. It's a production after its kind. Anything that does not produce production after its own kind is a genetic freak. It doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? Apples produce apples. Oranges produce oranges. You understand what I'm saying? It produces after itself. Human beings, right? A husband puts a seed in the woman's womb, and she has a baby, and that baby was born of a seed. You see that? So I'm telling you, man. And it makes sense, don't it? Everything produce, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. This man, I'm gonna tell you right. Everything, it works in everything. Hate is a seed. In hate is the seed of hate. In doubt is the seed of doubt. In strife is the seed of strife. Let me tell you right now. You know? You, you, in, the seed, in love is the seed of love. In faith is the seed of faith. In peace is the seed of peace. That's God's method. You know? That's how the kingdom of God works. That was Mark chapter 4. Remember he got in all that? You want to see it? Look at Mark 4, 26. It shall be. How does the kingdom of God work? He explains. He said, as a man shall cast. Hey, the kingdom of God. I'm going to show it to you. 4, 26. You're going to like this. The kingdom of God works that way. How does the kingdom of God work? Glad you asked. The kingdom of God works in this way. What is that? And if a man should cast seed in the ground. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. Well, how's the kingdom of God? If a man should cast seed into the ground, same principle, right? And should sleep and rise night and day. Here's that seed time and harvest, right? Night and day, day and night. The seed should spring forth and grow. He don't know how. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself. First the blade Woo! Then the ear. Then after that, the full corn in the ear. But when the fruit is brought forth, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Man. Jesus, Jesus said that you're the one doing the planting. Speak it out of your mouth, you planting it. When you speak it out of your mouth, it's just like seed going forth into the human spirit. Now, this is what happens. When you speak it out of your mouth, this is how you plant seed. When you speak it out of your mouth, it is a seed. <laughs> it goes into your heart. That's your human spirit. And there it is. It begins to grow, and it begins to produce. Man, I'm going to show you what. Now, look at this, right? Because that's what he was trying to explain. And, and, and if you slide up to Mark 14, I'm sorry. 4.15, he talks about the whole thing. You know, so we're supposed to word these are they by the wayside, right? For the earth, right? He starts talking about the earth is the heart of man. The sower sows the word. That's the speaker, Jesus. That's what he's saying. So Jesus is speaking the word. This is how he explains this. Mark 4.14, he 
He said, the sower sows the word and these are they by the wayside. I preach this a hundred times. Satan comes immediately, takes away the word that was sown in their heart. How'd the word get in your heart? They heard it. When any man heard, after you hear, what do you hear? These are they likewise who have heard. See 416? But receive for a little while. But when affliction and persecution arise for the word's sake, they immediately get offended. Look at 18. These are they which are sown among doors, such as what? Heard the word. See the hearing? See the hearing? See the hearing? These are they which are good ground. What do they do? Hear the word, receive the word, bring forth fruit. So here's what he said. Jesus said, the earth was the heart of man. He's talking about the soil. You understand that? When he starts talking about your heart, he's talking about the soil. You understand what I mean? He's looking at your soil, your heart. He's like, hey, sometimes people give up before the harvest. You know why? Because they don't believe what they say will come to pass. That's the problem. You got to put... You got to put more faith in your words than you do in the devil's lies. That's a good tweet right there. You got to put more faith in your word than the devil's lies. Because you got to have seed. The only thing that can change situations and circumstances is, is higher quality material seed from the word of God. You see it? That's why Jesus is starting to explain the laws and principles, how they work. Whosoever shall sayers. It's important that you say. You got to have the seed. Now, people, you got to realize something. They think things are just going to happen because they love God. It's not. You got to have seed. Now, God loves you, and he never stopped loving you, but you got to have seed to change circumstances. It ain't going to work. And, then, and I'm going to tell you another thing, too. There's a big one. This is going to get somebody real good. And, and I'm going to help you. Just because you say it don't mean it's going to happen either. Now, that's going to be, whoa, what did he just say? But the devil will use your words, but you got to believe what you're saying. Now, here's the total negative about this. This is, so, this is, this is why it's so dangerous in the body of Christ. You might, say, you might not be believing what you're saying. That ain't going to produce no harvest for you. But the enemy can use what you say against you. So that's why you got to keep your mouth closed sometimes. You see what I'm saying? Well, I, I, I didn't mean it. Well, the devil don't care. He's like, I'm using it. You see what I'm saying? So saying it is involved with planting it. And if you don't believe it, that don't make no difference for the negative. The believing works for the positive, but the enemy could care less. He'll steal your words. Because he knows words are the currency moving things around in the earth. So you might be like, well, I didn't mean it. Well, guess what? You still planted it. So that's why don't say nothing that ain't faith-filled if you don't want to see it. And another thing you want to do, don't be using no idle words because idle words are, 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 are used against you to produce your own defeat. So don't use them. You say, Pastor Chris, but I was just kidding. Ain't no kidding in the kingdom. Now, I ain't saying you can't have a good time, but don't be speaking no evil. I have fun all the time. Me, just this morning, I was playing with Luca. It was off the edge, man. It was not right. You know what I mean? It was fun. We were having a good old time, but it was not, Lauren, it was not right what I did. But I did it anyway. I was drawing on his car. 
Yes, I did, Lauren. I did do what I did. I drew on his car. Not with a, like my finger in, in, in the thing. And I was drawing faces and all this stuff and all this crazy stuff and some stuff that we don't need to talk about. And I, I was over there and he was, he was, he come out there and was like, rah, rah, rah. we had a blast. I laughed. So I laughed all morning. I was like, I just started laughing. I was like, I do this goofy stuff. And he's like, he gets all mad. It was great. You know what I mean? We having fun. But did I say anything negative? Not one word. Can you, oh, that means we ain't going to have fun. No, you don't need to talk like a clown to have fun. You know what I mean? You don't have to be negative in your communication to have fun. You know what I mean? Okay? You need to be positive and speak positively because the words that you speak are used against you. By your words, you'll be justified. That's Matthew. By your words, you'll be justified, and by your words, you're going to be condemned. Well, guess what? Some of your words are going to make you just like you never sinned, and some of your words are going to bring condemnation upon you. That is not good. So I want you to get this thing figured out. Don't, don't get messed up. Okay, saying it, saying invo- saying it's involved in working it, but you got to believe it. If you don't plan it, it ain't gonna work. See, your future, your future is just the 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 results of what you planted over here. So you got to become a full throttle Christian and go. Oh, I'm a speaking spirit, so I speak, and then God creates. This is big, right? It won't work just because you say it, but saying it is involved in working it. You got to believe it, you know? You're not going to, you, you're, you're, you, listen. Let me say this right. Nothing's going to change until you start planting seed from the word of God. So, you know, you better be like, well, I really want to grow a garden. Well, there ain't going to be no, you like go out there in six months. Well, where's the flowers? Well, did you plant them? No. Well, then you can't expect nothing. You know, we, you, you, people want to hammer me. You know, it's funny. It's like, Pastor Chris, man, you just teach this stuff like different. Like, this is word of faith. Well, what are we supposed to be, word of di- crazy? I mean, come on, man. This is how you learn this stuff. We get criticized. I get criticized for teaching people confession of God's word sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, you confession cop. You better believe it. Confession's God, confession's God word is not mechanical. It's the kingdom relationship and it's the law of Genesis. You can't stop gravity, man. So you better the law of confession, you create, you create, you create your own victory, you create your own demise, man. So you better start uh, well, I, I I don't I don't know if I can believe it. Well, believe only when you speak or don't say none at all, man. Don't don't do it. It's not safe. You got to plant good seeds for a good harvest. When you start talking about the power of words, you got to understand something. This thing is not just words. They're seeds. The sower sows the word. He's saying this. So Jesus was saying this. The speaker is planting seeds in the garden of your heart. So what Jesus was saying when he stood in front of them in Mark chapter 4, he says, my words coming out of my mouth are going in your heart to decide what production is going to have in your life is based on your agreement. That's what he's saying. He wasn't talking about sower, what is sower sows the word? He's like, no, my, my words coming out of my mouth are going to go in your heart. And if you don't accept them, they cannot produce no fruit. But you got to accept them in your life. And then you have to hold on to them to see manifestation come in the future. Because just because you received it does not mean you believe it. So believe it, receive it, hold on to it, and only say what it says about your situation. Got it. Okay. That's the power of words. You, know, you want to know why? Because just people don't understand what's in God's word. 
They just think, well, God wrote his word. No, in, God, in God's word is God's power. So just like the apple has the power of the seed in the apple to produce more apples, the word of God in it has the infused power to produce that promise in your life. That's how it works. There is life in God's word in, in, in the promise itself. Did you get that? So I, how am I, It's in the promise. God breathed his promises in his words. That's why it's incorruptible seed. Remember we learned that, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, whatever it is? So that you're not going to use, listen, you're, so what? So you've got to ask yourself, is God's seed going to work? Well, it's God's word. Of course it's going to work. Otherwise the whole book don't work. That's the thing. Now you got to start catching that thing like, oh, I get it now. So the word of God has the power of God infused in it. So when I take that word and say, by his stripes, I'm healed. I say, I agree with that. The healing power to heal my bodies in that scripture. Absolutely, positively, without a shadow of a doubt. True. And if you don't put that word in, faith comes by hearing People didn't even know they were healed until they could find out they could be healed until they heard the word of God. So that's the same thing you do and I do. You know? So you got to ask yourself a question. Am I acting like God acts? Because you're a believer. That's big. You know? God only spoke what he wanted to see. He said, light be, and it was so. God said, and it was so. God said, and it was so. God said, and it was so. And he gave you the power of words to change your life. That's Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.26 is going to show you the power and potential of words. This is where God, see, dominion cannot be enforced in the earth without words. And you find that in Genesis 1.26. And I'm going to tell you right now, you, these scriptures are, are strong for changing your life. This is big. That's what Jesus said. What did God do in Genesis 1? Boom. Genesis 1, 26, he says, says, let us make man in our image after our own likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Well, who gave him man? Let me. I make man in my image and my likeness. Well, how are you going to have dominion? Words. Man, I'm telling you what. How do you subdue the earth? Words. How do you subdue your life? Words. How is he going to do it? Same way you were going to do it. Same way. Faith, the power of faith-filled words was going to subdue the earth. And he, just like everybody else, is going to do it God's way. How, when you don't see it working the right way, it's your responsibility to change it. How are you going to change things? Speak faith-filled words. That's Mark 11, 23 and 24. You don't got to go there, but he said, whatsoever you desire when you pray. This is a big one. 
God wants you to be connected in line with his word. The only way to get word connected is you got to get conscious of what his word says about your situations and your circumstances. I'm saying you got to say the opposite of what you see sometimes. This is big. When you see lack and problems in your life, speak abundance and peace. That's the seed you are sowing. Go to the word of God, find the promise and plant that seed. You got to understand you got to have seed time and then we have the harvest. Oh, somebody better get that. What do you mean we have seed time? We put that seed in the ground. We leave it there, and then we have harvest. Seed time, but how many you know seed time and harvest shall forever remain in the earth? That's what he told us in Genesis, right? So what it's got to be. Not enough, not enough planting going on in the body of Christ. Yeah, plant that seed and take care of it. You gotta check up. You gotta check up on your seed. Well, I like that. The law of Genesis lets me understand that God didn't. God, God, God gave you the word, and confession has given you the opportunity to plant. And that seed thing, you gotta check up on it. You gotta make sure it's being watered right. You know what I'm saying? Remember we talked about that in Luke 17? If you had the faith of a mustard seed, he said it to him. We said, man, come on, man. He said, if you had a seed, you would say, woo, you better get that. Look, I'm going to read this 17. I'm going to read it in a different translation. I don't think we got it, so let me just read it. Notice Jesus replied, if you had faith in seed, it's Luke 17, 5 and 6. If you want to pop it in there, King James, just so they could see it, great. Right? He said this. He said, Lord, increase our faith. Give me more, right? What's that mean? Give me more. It would be good, but guess what? He said, now, if you had faith like a seed, you would say. If you had faith like a seed, you might say. Okay? If you had faith as a seed, ye would say. NASB, Weast, and Moffat translation says this. Don't go there. If you had faith as a seed, you would say. Do you see the difference? If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say. Three other translations says this, right? New, that's the New American Standard, right? If you had faith as a seed, you would say. That's pretty strong. And then you break it down like this, right? And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say, be thou plucked up. Be thou plucked. What is he saying? Your problem's got to obey you. Oh, my God in heaven. 17.6 says your problem's got to obey you. Write that down. Jesus didn't just say the tree. I care about a tree obeying you. You think he was talking to a fig tree? Yes. You think the tree was the problem? No. You think he was talking to a sycamine tree? Do you think the tree was the problem? No. You understand what I'm saying. It's the context behind it. You got to speak to your problems and they will obey you. That's the problem. You ain't speaking to people. Instead of speaking to their problems, they're, they're, they're confessing the problem itself. See, the problem was this. The apostles thought they needed more faith and so do you. You don't need more faith. 
You just need to understand that faith works like a seed. If you don't plant it, it will not produce. Can't produce the harvest you didn't sow for. Man. Did you get that? Faith come by hearing. A seed cannot produce anything. You can leave a seed on this counter for the rest of our life, never produce nothing. You stick it in the ground, a week later something will start happening. Do you have faith you're willing to plant? Now watch this. Why don't I, I don't say enough, you don't believe it. This is going to be good. I can feel this one. A seed does not produce unless you plant it. Well, I don't say enough of this stuff, Pastor Chris. That's because you don't believe in this system yet. If I could teach you this system, you will understand that this system works all the time, same time, every time. Plant it and keep planting the harvest. You're going to be all right. If you had faith that you were willing to plant, So why ain't I planting? You ain't got faith for it yet. Why am I not sold out to this system? You ain't got faith for it yet. Once you allow yourself to understand this system, you start selling out to the system. I know why I ain't saying nothing. You haven't believed it enough yet. Don't worry about it. Everybody's where you're at right now. They wake up one day and go, man, I ain't doing enough. I ain't doing enough, but I'm the pastor of the church. How in heaven are you? You know what I mean? Right? You got to believe it. Jesus said this, if you had faith, you were willing to plant. Oh, my Lord Jesus. They didn't have faith as a seed, so they weren't saying. Listen, the word of God is the will of God. Okay? But the will of God will not happen in your life just because it's God's will. You're not going to be healed just because the Bible says you can be healed. You're not going to be rich because the Bible says you can be rich. You ain't going to be, you are not going to have peace because the Bible says you got peace. You're not going to have restoration just because the Bible said it. You think most people think, oh, they got it all. No, 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 no. The word must be inside of you. And you want to know one of the most biggest common denominators to locate whether the word of God is inside of you? Listen to your mouth. I'm broken. Yep, you are. Well, I'm sad. You sure are. Now, look, this, this comes across like you got to be nice, teacher. And sometimes, please, guys, listen to me. Don't ever take my um, excitement as um, I'm not disappointed in you. I'm proud of you. But this is, this is what I'm trying to tell you. You can't, you cannot, you can't. Oh, you ever hear people talk? Well, I, I'm, I'm broken. Look, I'm not knocking your brokenness. I understand this stuff, guys. I deal with this all the time. I talk to people all day long. Yeah, I understand. But check this out. You don't have to stay broken. Put a whole seed inside of you, and you won't even feel broken no more. Well, I'm, I'm sick. Yeah, I know, but we got to put unsick seed in you to turn that sick around. See what I'm saying? It's all on the seed. The word of God, let me give you this again because you need to hear this. Pay attention and I'm done. 
The word of God is the will of God. Yes, it is. It is God's will, but it won't happen just because what? It's God's will for your life. Big deal. You're not going to be healed just because the Bible says you can be healed. You understand that? You're not going to be prosperous just because the Bible says you shall be prosperous. You got to get that word inside of you. And now when you want to go, I'm sick, you go, by your stripes, I'm healed. I'm broken. You go, he who made me whole. You go, I'm, I'm, I'm mentally pressed out. He gives me a sound mind. You can see, you got to have that seed in you to create what you want to see, not what you've been saying. You can't, you can't, you can't take the Bible, you know, and just lay it on somebody and go, this book says this and then, no, no, no. Faith's got a voice. Faith speaks. If you had faith like a seed, you would say, eventually, you're going to see this work. But faith as a seed works as a seed. Faith as a seed works as a seed. You plant it by speaking it. My God in heaven. We'll talk more about that next week. Ain't that good? Faith speaks. I'm staying on faith. I might preach faith the rest of the year. I don't know. But this is what people got to learn, right? Faith. Faith is a seed or it works as a seed and you plant it by speaking. Woo! Stop right there. Here we go, right? Jesus said, hey, plucked up by the roots, planted in the sea, another area, obey you, faithful word. Jesus is telling us some things here we need to understand. Faith is as a seed. Understand what he's saying now. I know what I'm saying. Or basically what? It works like a seed. See it? Not the size of faith. Lose that. Faith is just like, faith works just like a seed. Well, how does a seed work? You take it and you put it in the ground, you let it grow, and it will manifest what it is you put in the dirt. It's like a seed, and you speak it to plant it. So that, once you got those two down, you, so here you go, right? I got, man, my body's jacked up. Okay, what's wrong? I went to a doctor, this joker told me I got ginkabola oil. You got ginkabola oil, whatever that is. Okay, great. You go, well, how am I going to do this? What do I do with this ginkabolio junk? Well, you can sit there and say, you know what I got? Ginkabolio. Or you can go, okay, this is what the doctor said. I'm not going to live in denial. I'm not some moronic individual. I'm full of wisdom. I'm smart. Okay? This is what the diagnosis says. You know, it's funny. You could bring your car somewhere and get a diagnostic report, and you don't just crush the car. You just fix it. Right? You know, they put that little thing on there, and they check it, and they go, oh, you know, you got, you got, a little, got to add a little something to it. You know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. You know, but numbers come up. I've seen it. Right? And then they fix it. They know the code, and then the code fixes the car. Why, why people, right? You went and got a diagnostic report for your car. You didn't throw your car away. You fixed it. Why, when you go to a doctor and you get a negative report, you want to, you want to jump off? No, chill out. Just because you got a negative report doesn't mean that's the final report. Let's go over here and fix the diagnostic. So what do you do? You find 1 Peter 2.24. By whose stripes Jesus, I was healed. So now what I do is I find that seed of 1 Peter 2.24. I put that seed in my heart. Take them scriptures, I put them in. And now with my mouth, and God goes this. By his stripes, I am healed. That's it. Now I plant it in my heart. So they say, well, you know, you got ginkabolio. No, I got by his stripes, I'm healed. I ain't talking about ginkabolio no more. I care less about it. Now, what do I do? I go, boom. Tonight, 
8 o'clock, I believe I receive. See what I'm saying? I believe I received when I prayed. And then you walk away. Six months from now, what do you got? You got, you got Ginky Bolio. No, I got I believed I received when I prayed. You don't come off of I believe I received when I prayed. When I prayed, no matter what you see, no matter what they say, no matter what you hear, no matter what it looks like, I'm not going back. Now, here's the big thing. This is where, this is where, this is where people get it. Well, how long is this going to take? If you got faith-filled confidence in the word of God, you don't care. That ain't even a question you have. Because I ain't got no clock. I don't got no stopwatch. I ain't worried about it. I just know I believed I received when I prayed. We'll talk more about it. We're going to talk more about all this stuff. Don't forget, man. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this, this, this message. I thank you that they're learning how to use their faith supernaturally. They're going to use it at a greater level. They understand how faith comes, what to do with faith. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, that this is the season, God, that we understand the laws of faith greater than ever before. I thank you for giving them the faith-filled future they want to see. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Don't forget. I don't know if you were me in the early part. Friday night, this Friday night, Good Friday service right here, 7 p.m. Relevant Church, live and online. You want to be here. It's an awesome sermon. I talk about what happened, how it took place, what went down. It's really cool. You're going to have a great time. I share with you guys just whatever God's been laying on my heart. Don't forget, then this Saturday, we are in our Easter outreach. The Easter bunny's coming. I know it's about the bunny. It's not about the bunny. Wake up. It's about Jesus. But guess what? The kids are going to come for the bunny. So here we go, right? So we're reaching lost people. We're trying to get out in the community. Saturday, come. Don't forget, Sunday morning is Easter Sunday. I'm at 9 and 10.30. This is it. Here we are. We're ready to go. 10.30, of course, we'll have the outreach for the kids. But here's what I want you to do this week. We've been planning. It's been a couple of weeks now. You know, we, we came to you on a Sunday, and I said, listen, who do you want to reach this Easter? Not your family that's 900 miles away. I, I, we pray for them, guys, and we are. We, didn't lo- we got our prayer box but who can you physically impact today? This morning, the guy came and brought, I don't know, some delivery. He came here. I was the first guy here, me and PL, and he brought, I said, hey, man, come see us for Easter. I've asked five people already by now, come visit Easter. Why? Because this is the time people come to church. So this, this is what we did. We got a name, family, a friend, somewhere you go, and we prayed and believed God that they would Come to church. This is the week you call. Come relevant. This is where they're coming. Maybe it's a neighbor. Maybe it's an acquaintance. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it was someone. You might have to go pick somebody up. You might have to go get out of your way. You might have to do something. But this is it. This is the Wednesday. Then we got Thursday, Friday. The weekend's here. Don't miss your opportunity. Go back. Just the other day, I told you, I, I told him in the morning, I dropped the shirt thing off. I, somebody seen my shirt. They go, oh, I like your shirt. I said, I'll bring, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring more than one shirt. I'm going to bring a couple other sizes and then they could share it at the coworkers because it was a lady who worked at a coffee shop, put it together. Hello. You know what I mean? So here we go. Why? Because guess what? Just loving on people is showing God. Oh, you love people. Show people you love them. Jesus said, man, you know, you get this love figured out. But uh, when you show people the love that I gave you, not the love you want to give people. Let's go out of our way. Let's make this the greatest Easter ever. And I'm going to see you here. And we are going to celebrate the resurrection life of Jesus Christ in everything we do. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, 
you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.